It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Pride. And the Giants Mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. And welcome to Wednesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thanks for joining us. I'm Paul Dottino. He's Super Bowl champion tight end Howard Cross. And we're with you for the next hour to talk Giants football. Our phone number is 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. You can also find us on Twitter at hashtag Giants Chat. He is at Howard Cross 87. I am at Giants WFAN. And you'll be able to find an archive of this show and our entire podcast network on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcast. You know, Howard, before we even get into this show, I've never asked you this before, but when you do this program and you hear Parcells at the very beginning of our theme, does it kind of send chills up your spine? No, I used to plot <laughs> to kill Bill all the time. He knows that. He, he, was, he was mean, man. I can remember coming here and thinking to myself, I can remember him calling me. I was laying in the bed. He goes, hey, this is Bill Parcells. I'm like, hey, coach, what's happening? I'm like, who, who is Bill Parcells? He goes, uh, we just drafted you. I'll see you this week. I'm like, okay. I hang up the phone. I'm like, who is Bill Parcells? My agent goes, congratulations, that's cool, you're going to New York. I'm like, oh, cool, this is going to be great. I get here, he was the nicest man you've ever met. So, kid, you look good. We've we really got high hopes for you, kid, kid, kid. Then we had practice. Nope, not the same guy. <laughs> nope, not at all. Nope, 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 no, no, no. But now that he's not coaching, one of my favorite people. <laughs> and you know what, Howard? It's funny. I tell people all the time that there were a lot of players who played under Bill mm-hmm. who did not like him, but most of those same guys will tell you that they won because of him. Oh, yeah. And as a coach, they had great respect for him. You know, he, he was one of the guys, you know, you can't do this today. This is. No. Bill will be suspended, fired, lawsuits, but his view was he wanted you to win despite him. Because he was always, he goes, oh, you, how you feeling today? I feel great. Is that all you got? Oh, he was just, it was always some nagging little, it just, you could run, score a touchdown. Why is the ball so loose in your hand? Don't try to get nifty. Just get it in the end zone. Just like, it was like always something. Poking the bear. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's poking. Bill. Oh, my God. He should have a bad elbow. He should need elbow surgery as much poking <laughs> as he did. But he, but he, like I said, but afterwards, you know, in the end of the day, great guy, you know, good, good family dude that kept fun and stuff, and good family, everybody around here that lives in Jersey. No, it seemed, it's shocking that I would think that this dude had friends when I was playing for him, but he had a lot of friends in the area, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, great stuff. Memories of the tuna. Bill Parcells, a Hall of Famer in his own right. Uh, let's talk about this week now, Howard. It is the bye week for the Giants. Yeah. They come off the uh, victory this past weekend. Really nice win over the Las Vegas Raiders. And now they've got a game a week from Monday in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Okay. Now, Coach decided this week that he was going to take things really easy on the team, partially because they've been beaten up Mm -hmm. and partially because he just felt that it was time that they get a respite so that they recharge their batteries. So he sent most of the veteran starters home earlier today, Mm -hmm. kept most of the backups around and the practice squad players around, Mm -hmm. and ran through fundamental drills uh, and a walkthrough at practice. Not a physical practice, very minimal saying that we just want to reinforce the fundamentals, Mm. reinforce the basics. We're not looking to physically um, exert these guys. Mm. We want to keep it light. Uh, He's letting them go this afternoon, Mm. and then the team is going to be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and come back as a whole on Monday. Now, I've never gone through a bye week with a coach who ran the schedule quite like this before. Um, I don't know how much of it, again, has to do with the fact that the team's got a lot of bumps and bruises. But from your perspective, um, your thoughts on how you would have approached the bye, do you do you uh, think he's got some logic here about behind what he's doing? Well, see, you're, you're thinking about it the wrong way. First off, how many games have the Giants played this year so far? Well, eight. Eight. And they still have nine to play. They do. So it's not halfway through the season. This is 
kind of almost halfway through the almost season. Almost halfway through. Yeah, so like it's different, right? So this is like you're automatically getting a playoff game kind of moment or you've played everybody on the first preseason or last preseason game kind of moment and they've pl- they're continually playing through. So teams are going to handle it the best way they can. We're coming in uh, the best way I look at it is they're kind of coming in almost a little late into the, you know, they may be coming in early. I'm not sure on on how you how you gauge this by and where, it, where it's hitting. Mm-hmm. But all I can say is that, hey, look, they have a lot of guys beat up. They do. They got a lot of guys I mean, that's hurt. indisputable. Yeah, so if you can get them rehabbed and get them back, get them rehabbed and get them back. Now, the amount of time off, that's, that's a different league. I mean, I, on my bye week, when I played back in a thousand years ago, feels like now, I would like, okay, coach, like you're off, go do something. I might go home and see my dad or, or my mom back in the day and hang out with them for a day or two. But by the by the weekend, I'd be back up here. Like, and we didn't get a whole week off. We would get two days. You know, you'd get you'd probably get off game be Sunday. You get off Monday. You get off Tuesday. All right, and then like okay, so we'd practice Wednesday and Thursday, then we get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, and we had to come back on Monday. Right. So it was it's just different. So I mean, I I don't disagree with it. I don't agree with it. I don't have anything to say with it because I'm this extra week, and possibly, and I'm not saying the Giants are going to do this, but possibly they could be quote unquote in a position to try to make the playoffs. I don't know what you do. Yeah. And I, I don't know what you do for their health. I don't know. I really don't know. I know that um, of the players who are injured, he did say that Barkley, um, who, by the way, we saw him during the media portion running straight sprints yesterday, mm-hmm. and he ran well. I mm-hmm. will tell you that. He said he is coming along, definitely progressing, has not had any setbacks, mm-hmm. and there is some hope that he'll be ready for the Buccaneers game. Ditto uh, potentially for, for Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galladay we did see play against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but still, he is beaten up. Coming along. Yeah. He's beaten up. Yeah. They're hoping the extra rest will help him as well. And Tony, and it's a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, well, Tony Tony was with them. Um, Tony and Aljolari were the only two youngsters, the rookies, who get regular playing time who remained out here for this afternoon's practice. He did hold those guys back. Well, they wanted to probably, too. They probably wanted to stay and well, get, get some more. they need to the work. Yeah. They're significant players in this lineup, and yeah. they need to work. And they're probably going to get more, going to get a little heavier load where they want to. How about Lorenzo Carter? How did he look? Did he? Did he, he look? Car- Carter is still with uh, the trainers, okay. working his way back. Okay. Coach was again optimistic about him. He said all the guys who are hurt over the last couple of days have been with the trainers, yeah. and they're doing better. So. His plan is really to nurse them along as best, best as he can. And Thomas. Is he coming back? Is this, is this Again, the, coach isn't making any, any promises. promises. Okay. Well, like I said, the big the big thing is when you get to buy, getting an extra week, these guys need as many weeks as possible for breaks because it's a lot of bangs and bruises, and it's like things that you can't get around. You're like, oh, I got a sore shoulder. No, you don't have a sore shoulder. You got like a, a sprained ankle, and they can grade them now. It's a lot. It's a lot more to it. So it's just different. So, I mean, and every team's going through it. It's not like it's just the Giants. It's every every, every oh, team. Some teams are way, game. way more banged up than we are. I mean, you look down in Baltimore. They, they got like their fifteenth back in the, in the game. <laughs> uh, oh and, uh, man! Look, look in Cleveland. Like, and they got guys dropping out on COVID and all kinds of things. They're they're worried now if they're going to have an outbreak in their team. So it's. The Giants have done pretty good, knock on wood. Now, I will tell you this, Howard. It does bear watching because we know that Barkley is hopeful of being back, but we don't know, again, for sure against the Bucks. We also know that Booker did hurt his hip mm-hmm. against the Raiders. Coach said he's been with the trainers, and mm-hmm. he's kind of progressing too. But think about it. That's your number one and number two running back. I know. If 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 they can't get those guys back at least that semi strength for the Buccaneers, all of a sudden you're really really thin in the backfield. You're you looking at Elijah Penny again. Yeah, you're looking at Elijah Penny. <laughs> yeah. Penny. You know, Penny, and Penny that's have to Penny Penny woo. Penny or a pound <laughs> And Brightwell uh, right now is still on the COVID list. Yeah. So, talk about thin. You'd have one back. Wow. You have anybody on the practice squad? Can we call Joe Morris? 
Joe, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you, bro. <laughs> we love we love Joe. Yeah, we love, love Joe. little Joe. Little Joe he ain't could so run the, little. Yeah, not, no, not so much anymore, but he could run the ball for me anytime. I'll tell you that right now. 201-939-4513 is our phone number. I do think, though, it's not a laughing matter. The Giants really do have to be very, very uh, cautious and very careful about their running back situation because those guys are dinged up. Yeah, unless, uh, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw, somebody's coming back here in the next few weeks. We, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it looks no. a little different. And Platzgummer is on the uh, practice squad, and I don't think they really want to activate him, but I don't know. At this time, at this point, don't say you don't think they will. because <laughs> You never know. If, if you go into next week and everybody's just pinning, you will need another guy. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. You can't go in with one running back. Uh, all right. So, anyway, 201-939-4513 is our phone number here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll take your calls up until the bottom of the hour. That's 1.30 Eastern time if you're listening live. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, what's coming up in the second half of the season. But for now, Howard, let me ask you this. A couple of questions about the first half of the season. What is the biggest surprise to you from the Giants through the first eight games of the year? Uh, the biggest surprise to me through the first eight games of the year is how many injuries there are. That is like a total surprise. You expect maybe one guy. Well, like, key guys too. Yeah, yeah. You 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 lost your almost your entire receiving staff, uh, and you had to kept bring guys in from everywhere. You lost your back again. Your back stayed out for a few games. Got him healthy enough to come back into the game. Didn't look like himself. Became himself and got hurt. You lost him. You lost. Uh, lineman, holy smokes, your offensive lineman is decimated. Couldn't believe it. Uh, surprised that the defense didn't pick up immediately where they left off, and it took them a few games to play themselves back into the kind of the defense we're used to seeing and what we expected to see. Right. Surprise. Not surprising, Daniel Jones' progression. I knew he was getting better. Right. And I knew, and, and, and the thing that people out there or whoever's saying what about him, I don't care because – the offensive line is beat up. It's makeshift. They're having to chip and do whatever to give him a three-step drop time, and he's still able to do it. And he quieted his feet, and he quieted his timing so he could get the ball out. So I'm impressed with that. Um, Tony is a surprise. I thought he would be good, but I didn't think he'd be that explosive and electric. Mm -hmm. And looking forward to him getting more and more involved in you know, the second half of the season. So I think that's, that's about it. I mean, but nothing else. That's really surprising. I thought that the division would be kind of like the division is. I thought the Eagles and 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 Washington would be wherever. I didn't think Dallas was going to have that good of a defense, but the defense picked up for them, uh, even though they got blown out the other day. Um, but it's it's it may be the blueprint to how to beat them. And if it is, they're going to have a tough rest of the season. So there's a lot, you know. And I'm happy for Dak uh, Prescott because. He had a lot going on last year. Forget about the injury, with the, you know, his mm -hmm. passing of his brother and all this other stuff, and suffering kind of mentally in this mental health month for men and stuff. Like, you know, you, you, your prayers go out not just for him, but anybody who's who's struggling in that moment. So, yeah, it's been some surprises, but most of all, kinda almost where I thought we should be. I think the last thing that would be a surprise, if there is a surprise. Guys being so desperate that they're jumping off sides and they're making a couple mistakes here and there, and those mistakes are costing them games, and that's that's surprising. Let me go back to Daniel Jones for a second because you said he is where you thought he would be. You're mm -hmm. not you're not at all surprised by his development, and I think anybody who knows the game and knows Daniel Jones would have mm -hmm. expected him to continue to step up, and he has. He certainly had a good first half of the season. Mm -hmm. He said himself yesterday when he was asked about – where what, he was. Where are you? Mm -hmm. And he said, the one thing I still want to do better, I want to be more consistent about getting the ball out quicker. That's nice, and I appreciate that. But you need that protection. You need your receivers to be where they're supposed to be. You need Everything has to be right. To get the ball out quicker, everything has to be right. Because mm -hmm. if, uh, you know, and that that's not just on him. That's on everybody. That's like I said, it's on the offensive line and backs, tight ends. It's on the receivers because, you know, once you start going down the receiver tree <laughs> to guys, getting up to the top of that route and getting out, that's why you're not the starter because that's a little harder for you to do. 
and you need to get more comfortable doing it and know that your quarterback is waiting for you to, to get there. And if he throws it at the top of a route and they're not there yet, then you know you're supposed to throw it on anticipation. That goes the other way. <laughs> so I get you. Yeah. So you, you, you gotta get you gotta get comfortable with those guys and you gotta make them comfortable with you. And that's the only thing you can do. All right. We're gonna go to the calls in one second, but before we do, Howard, uh oh. Let no, let me ask you this. I don't know. If there's one thing besides the injuries and the offensive line getting itself stable and worked out. Mm-hmm. I think those things are very obvious. Mm-hmm. What would be the one thing that you would like to see polished up, improved on? Use the adjective, whatever it is that you'd like. But you want to see the Giants get better at so that they maybe can do something in the second half of the season that would get people pumped up. Well, the, the first thing you would do is, is figure out your red zone. Don't know how to tell you to do it. Don't know what to suggest. But, you know, be a little more effective in the red zone. Not, you're going to be 100%, but to get over 50% in the red zone. If you get to be 50% or better in the red zone, all of a sudden these games aren't nearly as close and you're not worried about teams coming back because it's going down to the last series and time's running out. That's one. Number two, no matter what, I would like to see fewer penalties. That's on players. Coaches don't coach penalties. That's on players. Players have to figure it out, have to get ready for it, and they got to do it. And the last thing, and this is probably the hardest thing, make the plays that come to you. Make any play that comes to you. If it's a tackle, tackle the guy. If it's an interception, intercept the ball. If it's a pass, catch it. If there's an open hole, run through it. (laughs) Like, Make the plays that are available to you. Don't go back and tap. I hate to see guys – Tap their chest and go, my bad. That means you didn't do something. Or the offensive lineman who is the first guy to to pick up the quarterback after a sack because that's his guy who hit him. Mm -hmm. Like, no more my bads. You have to – I'd like to see a little less my bad and, and, yeah, way to go. (laughs) It's interesting you mention that, Howard, because Mm -hmm. there were a lot of reasons why the Giants beat the Raiders this past weekend, and certainly the game plan was really, really sharp. But, but one of the other things has to do with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Make the routine plays. Mm-hmm. The Giants had no drop passes in the game, yeah. zero. They only had four penalties in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback only got sacked twice in mm-hmm. the game. Tony had suffered the third sack on a wide yeah. receiver option route. Yeah. When you put those three stats together in a game, mm-hmm. it's going to, to shine favorably upon yeah. you. Well, and, and you caught the Raiders probably – in one of their weakest moments. You know, they, they already lost their coach from bonehead moment. Then they lost a player, you know, God bless the mm-hmm. family, the, you know, that sure. are, that that passed away in the, in the moment. And, and you know, they got another guy they got rid of just right after the game, just mm-hmm. literally. So you caught them in a weak moment where a lot of things were, like, kind of hanging on the edge, and they're trying to focus. So you caught them in a good moment. And you could tell, like, you know, the Raiders are – Carr had a, had a subpar day. Missing wide open guys when there were wide open guys, so you dodged some of some of that. You dodged the bullet, but with the plays that were available to you, you made except for one dropped interception. Outside of one that, dropped <laughs> interception, which I forgot to to I left that <laughs> off the list. Yeah. But then again, the whole first half of the season was littered with dropped yeah. interceptions. But that, but the, <laughs> but 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 they made tackles, one on one tackles. They did everywhere. The, the missed tackle number was down, Way down, and has been the last three weeks, yeah. Howard. Yeah. So, so the dedication to tackling has, has really stepped up, and I hope when they come back off of the break, that's that's still there. All right, let's go to the phones. The people mm-hmm. want to talk to us. 201-939-4513. Emilio in Staten Island. Emilio. You're first on BBKL. Hello. What's up, gentlemen? How, How are, are you? Doing? How are we doing? I never, I never get to call you guys. I always got to listen to the podcast after it's uh, put up. <laughs> well, thank um, you for sticking with us. And thank you for listening. Howard, oh, it's a pleasure. Hearing your voice, man, I get some flashbacks, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. Watching you pancake people and running the ball like we used to. There's <laughs> some great great flashbacks, I guess. Great. Anyway, um, start first and foremost, anybody that questions Daniel Jones needs to wake the hell up. <laughs> this kid's got heart. He's trying to put this team on his back. With offensive linemen that shouldn't even be on rosters. <laughs> Never mind starting. First of all, these guys got to wake up. 
learn football. The kid's the future. Secondly, Gettleman, if he makes these draft picks, cannot strike out. We got five picks in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. We should be able to fix the offensive line and the defensive line. This draft is paramount to the Giants' future. Okay. I, I don't necessarily know that the defensive line is in such bad shape, but but I understand that he's got a hit. I, I agree with that. I mean, no, I'm not saying that it's in bad shape, but, I mean, we obviously could use another rusher. No doubt. And then you've got to fix the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Period. He can't get he can't get cued. He can't do anything silly. He's got to nail those first five picks. Well, it's, it's and gonna... he doesn't have such a great track record in the third round either. <laughs> well, listen, I, I I'll say this, you know, and th- and thanks for for the comments, but I'll say this about drafting. You look at a team like the Raiders; they are dissolving draft picks like quickly. Like <laughs> we'll give them away, but you're getting yeah. but you're getting guys like Vaughn Miller and and. And you you, you got uh, the quarterback, and you and you got somebody else. So draft picks are kind of hit or miss. And I, and I know teams, some teams do well at it, some teams don't do well at it. But the problem is, if you're always drafting at the top, you're, everybody says you can't miss. It's like, yeah, you got to kind of can't hope. That's what you got to do. And there are no can't miss players. And I don't mean that to be. No, mean, I, I don't mean. I don't, mean what players. I mean by that is, we've missed so much that the pendulum has to swing. For us now, <laughs> we can't keep I, up look, the track I, record that we've had. I, I mean, the I, last I, five I, third round picks—I don't even think they're on the team anymore. Most of the players that let me think about this. We had a we had a stretch, and I won't say when or where that players would leave the Giants and disappear. And they were draft picks, right? right? And the top three picks in the draft, they would leave the Giants and just be out of the league, right? So of late, you know, some of the guys that have left the team are still in the league, which is really cool. But you know, it's just hard to keep guys on the team that it, it, unless they are dominant or, or play themselves into a dominant role. And it's also extraordinarily, and I don't think people get this, hard to keep guys on the team when you're on your third coach in six years. No, listen, absolutely. Yeah. And all these people crying about get rid of Gettleman, get rid of Judge. Do they realize they're going to put us back another three years again? Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that, a, that's you know the, that, that's, that's, that's the hardest. Stop. That's I don't know why thing. people seem to ignore that fact. You know, they're so quick to take action, but then the result and the consequences could be even worse. No, it couldn't be nothing. Listen, it, it usually is worse. Yeah, you, it usually it, is. You usually is. The you, one, you the have one to thing, build. The, the one thing I don't question about Gettleman, he loves this organization. He sure does. He gives he gives his all. Yep. You know what? He might have missed whatever. It is what it is. The guy gives 130%. Yep. He loves the New York football Giants. There's no question about that. They got to ease off him a little bit, too, with that. The guy's not trying to miss. (laughs) I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that, too. (laughs) No one's trying to miss. Emilio, we got to get to the next call. Thank you so much, though. Try to bring us again. Absolutely. Howard, it was a pleasure talking to you, brother. Brother's talking to you as well. He has some points, you know, but draft draft picks are tough, man. I always tell people, like, you, you get guys, you hope the guys are, are going to be great. You draft them, and, and different evaluators evaluate guys differently. You know, you, you might pass on a guy that turns out to be a super guy, or you might pass on a guy that turns out to be a super dud. You know, it's kind of like the Peyton Manning, uh, Ryan Leaf draft, right? Ryan Leaf, God bless him, didn't turn out so well. <laughs> so... You never know, and a lot of the, think about all the quarterbacks who were picked number one over the last ten to fifteen years. Oh, how many, I know. How many of them are like, well, that was a bad shot, or the offensive linemen who were even worse that they picked in the last ten years, Howard, not, not just here but anywhere. To put it real, real simple, mm-hmm. if the draft was so easy mm-hmm. and people never missed, then every single GM would have a lifetime contract. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's hard. It just doesn't work that way. You can't predict injuries. You can't predict a lot of things. It's just hard. We go to line two. Tim in Charleston is next on BBKL. Hello. Hey, Paul Howard. Good to talk to you guys. You too, sir. Um, A couple of things I want to talk about the game plan a little bit. Uh, You know, a positive comment on it and then a slight negative. 
and then um, uh, a little bit uh, about the future. So one thing is, is um, you know, I, I think it was a good game plan, clearly on both sides of the ball. Obviously, defensively, we had them in stitches. You know, they, they couldn't predict what we were going to do, and it worked out well for us. Um, offensively, one thing I'm a little tired of is whether it's the callers or the columnists talk or after this game is, oh, the Giants can't win like this all year long. Well, of course not. The game plan was for this game. Correct. Like Paul, you said it's a week-to-week to week to week league, and these guys talk about, oh, your game plan for this week. Yeah, but you can't play like that all year. Of course not, because you're not playing the Raiders all year. So, you know, wake <laughs> Look, up, guys. That is um, that is probably one of the most ignorant comments that anybody could possibly make, because the NFL is a matchup league. You match up every single week with the specifics that you need to do against that particular opponent. So you're 100% correct. The writers who wrote that, the fans who say that, the, the, the other voices out there who say that, it's ignorant. It, mm. it really is. Well, you know, they're probably yeah. talking about, you know, the red zone failures and stuff like that and the plays that are being missed. That's, they're not talking about the actual game plan, I don't think. Oh, I think, actually, Howard, I, I think I think I some of them are because you know, the Giants they're, they're not that, the Giants I, I went back know, to the 80s with yeah. that old-school game plan, I, I, I and know, it was beautiful. I don't know what the game plan is any week. I just, I just go watch <laughs> the game <laughs> and, and hope for the best. No, but <laughs> it's it's true because you get, you, you get people saying, oh, they, they didn't throw the ball enough. They only threw four times to wideouts and everything. But, you know, these are the same people that complain when the Giants don't run the ball enough. And then they run the ball. They have a good running game. They control, they control the, the, the game with the run, with the run game. They, they limit their exposure in the passing game. And the same people call up, oh, they didn't throw Tim, the ball enough. It's crazy. The, the next time somebody complains to you about their boring, methodical game plan, you know what you tell them? You don't get extra points for getting highlights on SportsCenter. Exactly, exactly. So the other, th- the thing, though, that the one complaint, I mean, other than a couple of plays where I was just shaking my head, which is going to happen every week, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, in the second half, the one complaint I had in the second half that I was yelling at the TV outside the bar I watch it at, um, <laughs> luckily I get to sit outside so they don't throw me out, um, but is, is that in the second half, obviously the Raiders adjusted. We have been running the ball successfully first in the first half. Five yards, six yards, four yards, six yards, five yards. I mean, it was great. And y'all take five yards on first down every play of the game. But in the second half, they obviously adjusted their defense a little bit. And those first down runs were two yards, one yard, three yards. And, and the only complaint I have is, as in the second half, it didn't seem like we adjusted to the, to the drop-off and success and maybe started throwing a little, some more screens or quick outs or something to complement the game plan. And keep and, and open it back up. So that's that's my only complaint on the game plan. And then I'll take your comment on that. But I just like one one future thing I want to talk about based on something we talked about last week. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So and then like you know, like I said last week, and I said uh, you know if the defense can keep playing well, and you know you're not going to have you're not going to have. And by the way, there's eight games left. Giants are three and six. So you're not going to you know they might have a couple of rough games, but. If they can play consistently well, and how many times have they limited opponents to 16 to 20 or 21 points? And if we could win all those games, that they limit them to those points, I have high hopes for the second half of the year. Um, You know, with the injured players, obviously, the caveat that they come back and can stay in the lineup a bit. But, you know, I mean... Four and four would be okay, but I'm but I I, th- I don't see any reason why the Giants can't go five and three in the second half. And hey, maybe if we re- if it really starts to click a little better than that. But I- I'm looking to, to to take the AFC the NFCs at home and beat them all, including the Cowboys, and beat the Eagles twice. And and that alone, win two more games beyond that, and suddenly we're nine and eight. So that's all I got, guys. Thanks a lot. For okay, Tim. My call. Thank you so much. Uh, Howard, comment I, I, about the game plan. I love the optimism. There is no game plan, first off. So, like, if you run the ball for five, six yards a clip, yes, run it. First down, run it. Uh, the other team is obligated to send a run blitz. So they had two stops, maybe three. And then six yards, <laughs> eight yards. Penny was running for 15, 20 yards a carry. The Raiders just can't stop the run without, you know, uh, committing, you know, 
18 guys to the line of scrimmage. And I don't know why they can't, but they just don't. So, you know, hopefully everybody else is like that too. But I doubt we see that again for the rest of the season that a team is that poor against a run. Folks, there's still half a season left, and you can root on your Giants here at MetLife Stadium. You can speak to a Giants ticket representative now and become a Giants season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. You can also get a hold of a private suite at MetLife Stadium. Giants suites are a great way to entertain the family and friends while rooting your Giants on. Uh, again, 888-NYG-1925. And the Delta variant is spreading quickly in all areas of New York State. People who are not fully vaccinated are at a greater risk from COVID-19. Protect yourself. Get vaccinated. Visit ny.gov slash get vaccinated or talk to your health care provider. Back to the phone lines. And Jeff is on line three on BBKL. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, so I, I like everything the previous two callers said. I'd like to add something to what the first caller said um, in terms of, uh, Paul, you made a comment a couple weeks ago that uh, if you bat 300 in the draft, you're doing good. And um, if you look at the first, uh, if you look at for the last four years, the first and second round picks by Gettleman, uh, out of those eight picks, the only bust was DeAndre Baker. You know, a case could be made that the other seven were good to great. So... Um, you know, when you start talking about, you know, there was an article in the, uh, one of the local New York papers about Sam Beal and uh, him being another Gettleman bust, you know, um, mid-round and late-round picks are not guaranteed, you know, locks. And well, he was also a supplemental hours. pick. He wasn't even a regular draft pick. Right. He was a supplemental, which everybody knows has a higher risk factor when you take them. But at the time, right. the Giants were so devoid of corners they were really desperate to get a corner who could at least play that they took a chance on him because he had a high grade on him mm. and and it didn't work out he had two years of injuries and okay here's the thing why did he just get cut he just got cut because the giants secondary is deeper and has more talent on it today than they did at the time they drafted Sam Beal he's no longer able to break into this secondary because the secondary is better than it was three years ago. So if you understand wow. that, then there's not such a problem. Yeah, good point. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, you took a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of heat from callers about something you said earlier in the week um, about uh, Dallas, something to the effect of uh, them maybe being overrated. But uh, I agree, because the thing about Dallas is that they always start off start off strong and then usually tail off toward the end of the year, whereas the Giants usually start off slow and then pick it up as the year goes on. And, of course, the big thing is the game against Dallas later in the year. And I, I think they got a good shot at, at winning that game. But, you know, if you listen to the, to the way some people talk, uh, Lance, uh, you know, Dallas, we should just forfeit the game and, uh, you know, give the, uh, the Cowboys the Super Bowl trophy right now, you know. Well, Lance, with, with that, I'll, I'll take it off there. <laughs> okay, Lance, thank you. Lance, like a lot of people, work basically on statistics, and you're like, oh, you are what your numbers say you are. Well, that's true to a certain extent, but the Giants aren't healthy. And that's the only thing I got to go with, and I'm not saying the Giants are going to go, but how many games left? Eight games? Nine games? How many games left are going to go 8-0 eight, eight and oh, or 8-1 and one, or 7-1 and one, or 6-2? and two. I'm not saying well, any of that. Eight games left. Eight I'm, games I'm left. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is, if the defense can continue to play at the level that they're playing at now, and if you get, I don't know, half or more than half of all your guys back, it's going to be a hard team to deal with. They're just going to be a harder team to deal with. And it just it just shows. you got all your weapons back, they're healthy, and they can stay healthy through the end of the season. They're just going to be a hard – nobody's going to want to play them towards the end of the year. You don't want guys that are feeling better with fresh legs coming in to play against. You don't want a fresh-legged Saquon Barkley running up and down the field that you got to chase. Because in that game they played against the Raiders, there are some – Booker did a great job. But there were a lot of plays that were outside and no one was around and people were, like, diving at the feet of that Barkley would have took into the house. I happen to agree with you, Howard. <laughs> so you have to be careful when you, you know, you wish for, oh, the Giants. And I don't think they're going to be quite the get-right team that they were Earlier in the season, and I and I and I think mostly it's because once one side of the ball starts playing well, the other side side of the ball starts to pick it up too. And if you can keep the defense healthy and they, and the offense continues to get their guys back, 
they should be a lot of fun to watch as the, as the season goes on. Yeah, I would agree with you, Howard. I do and, think the arrow is pointed up the second yeah. half of the season. And as far as Dallas goes, you know, the the big thing, like I said before, I gave Dak a lot of you know props and stuff for being you know having the success. But man, I don't mean to be you know say anything bad, but dude, he's got the calf, which is directly related to the break in the leg. He's had some stress in the shoulder. He, and he's and and I'm assuming because he can't you know push off the way he really wants to push off, so he's using that shoulder a little bit more, and he just got to stay upright. And if guys hit him, it's going to be hard on him. And once his right tackle gets or his left tackle goes down and then comes back, it's not as simple as people think that you know. Oh, he's got all these talented guys around him. I'm like, yeah, but you're on a reconstructed leg, man. <laughs> like that's it's just not that easy. So that's going to be his. His big his big chore for the rest of the year is can he stay healthy for the next few weeks? And I don't I don't know if he can. Howard, I think in many cases around the league, that is the number one if for most teams. If you can stay healthy, no, it's, it's you, you believe you can be competitive. Yeah, but it's different for Dallas because Dak is Oh, he's the guy. He's their guy. He's their guy. I no no, yeah, I get and, that. And his and his injuries from last year. They're creeping back in, right? So, right, and I don't, I don't. There know. is residue, is what you're saying. Well, with the calf and everything else, it, it's tough. And you hear him talking about it when he's trying to come off injury. They give him a break a week, and then they bring him back. And I don't know if he can make it through the whole season. I, I think it it does come down to for many teams though whether or not it's their quarterback or other star player like the Giants mm-hmm. have had a number of star players on the sideline. That big. That big word, if, I-F, it's very mm-hmm. tall, it's as tall as the Empire State Building. <laughs> that big if word, that is the difference between you having a competitive team yep. that can win some games yep. and falling short because you just don't have enough. That's true. You know, that's what it comes down to. We go to line one, uh, Doug in Rochester, New York. You're next on Big Blue Kickoff yeah, Live. Hello. Hi. Hello. How yes, we doing? sir. Doug, how are hey, you? Is this hard and, um... Paul. Uh, Paul. Yes, yes sir. It is. Hey, Howard, how you doing? I'm glad I got you. You know, I've been hearing some slack about, you know, the uh, Joe Judge uh, supposed to be strict. And um, and, uh, and, I'm, and I really believe the Giants should be 6-3. and three. It's just I can't get it off my chest or get it out of my mind. They, they lost 3-6. Three, uh, three and six. They should be 6-3. and three. They hurt themselves. And, Howard, I want to ask you something. Now, Coughlin, and this is what I heard from a lot of people, Strayham came to a meeting late, and he was at the door. He didn't think he was late, and Coughlin was at the door and told him, if I'm standing at this door, he slammed the door in his face. Now, and, and, you know, and uh, Parcells, uh, Lawrence Taylor, one of the best linebackers, and he, he, he streaked him. Okay, now, Howard, I'm going to ask you a question. If you would have jumped outside and, 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 and like, uh, like the first game against Washington or against Kansas City, a game that gave me cost offside penalty. The next game, would you be standing next to Parcells? No, that, that's not how it works. I mean, uh, when you're talking about fines for like, and you're talking about fines for being late, that 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 applies across the board. These, you know, I'm not late today in my life because of playing football. You couldn't be late, like in college, and pros, even in high school, you just couldn't be late. If you were late, they it was. Oh, well, you, how dare you be late? Be like, my time's valuable. My, my time's valuable too, bro. What's up? <laughs> but when you got to the pro, just hold on, just hold on, just hold on, just hold on. Like when you when you fumble the ball, when you fumble the ball, that could get you on the sideline. If you drop too many passes, that can get you on the sideline. But if you just make a mistake, like you know, offsides jumping, the offsides penalties are usually penalties because. You're anxious to get to somebody. Okay, but a game costing outside with Parcells. You, you he still would have put you out there. You, you, especially if he needed you, yeah. There were bonehead plays made by Banks and LT and George Martin and God knows Leonard Marshall and all those guys. They didn't come out the game. They were back in the game instantly. Pepper Johnson, Gary Reasons. I can remember distinctly Coach screaming and yelling at them on the sideline, trying to get them, what the, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't say it on the air. But, you know, and then they well, back, they're well, back well, in the game. I know all those plays you named, I don't remember them jumping outside the cost of the game or them losing the game. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. You got you to remember, that's me. And, and think about the play that you're thinking of. You're thinking about a defensive guy 
It is the last second of the game. You got to have a block to stop it. <laughs> like it's not like you can't have you you you. Oh, that's the only way you're gonna win. You don't know if he's gonna miss it or not, but if you don't block it, you don't have a chance. And if you look at it on camera, not so sure he was automatically offside. But that's the calls you get when you're not winning games. They expect you to make oh, a stupid yeah. mistakes. There, there was there was another play. There was another play in the game uh, that we had. There was a crazy play, and you look at it like, okay, I guess he was offside, or I guess it was just like I watch tackles every week against us jump before the ball is snapped to get back so that our pass rushers can't get in, and coaches screaming from the sideline, dude, he's jumping. The ball's not moved yet. Everyone's screaming, the ball's not moved yet. They don't throw the flag, Doug. You know. If every single time a guy made a mistake like that, he was benched for the day or even worse and cut, you wouldn't have enough players to make a league. <laughs> how about, and how about that kid in, in the game Monday night that walked and looked at the other walked and looked at the other sideline, turned around and started to jog off. The official bumped him and then threw a flag for Taunton. I'm like, did he yeah. throw the flag on himself? Like he bumped yeah, but he, <laughs> He, he was going towards the, uh, the team sideline. He, he took two or three yeah, steps, but. never said a word, didn't scream, didn't cuss, turned around and jogged back towards the sideline, and the official bumped him on his way and threw the flag. Well, yeah, well I want to say something to Paul. Paul, I'm not talking about cutting the player. I, I mean, like, if you call for game jumping outside, it won't hurt a player to be standing next to you, the coach, in the next game. Because, I mean, you work too hard off-season, off, off you know, the summer. I got you. you so, these so, guys so are if, grown men. I mean, if, come on. They, if they, Daniel, they, Jones, if don't, if huh? Daniel Jones throws an interception or fumbles the ball because somebody hits him from the backside, so he'd be standing on the sideline the next game? No, I'm talking about Danny Jones. But, he, but, he fumbled, if he throws an interception that costs the game, I don't think he did one this year. But, but I'm talking about – Okay, now let me ask you. Hold, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Because you, yeah. you're picking on this one player. I'm asking questions. You got to, like, help me. If a guy gives up a sack at the end of the game or a tackle in the backfield because he didn't get his guy, should he be standing on the sideline? Well, that's a, well, okay, a guy gets up a sack, okay. He maybe got bum rush, maybe he had the wrong guy, and, and if that's the end of the game. But I'm talking about in the situation of field goal. Yeah, but – but, 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 They get to kick a field goal over yeah, and win the game. That, 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 okay? that doesn't – Make that, an interception. What you're doing is you're trying to give them a, give a moment where they, the two mistakes that they had that cost games – like, I'll be honest with you. They should have won the game by two touchdowns. That Those two plays should never happen. There was a dropped interception earlier in the game. If the guy catches mm-hmm. the ball, then, then that play that you're talking about doesn't even exist. That's true. Well, they, well, they, yeah, well Washington, they could, have, they could have two easy touchdowns. Daniel Jones got ran back. Slayton, he overthrew Slayton. Yeah, but, you, but you didn't, you're not talking about those guys not playing the next week. You're talking about the one guy who jumped off sides who was trying to make well, the play to win the game, to try to prevent them from winning the game. Doug, we've got, we got to move go. on. i got more callers <laughs> to get to, but thanks for calling right, again, okay? okay. Yeah. Take care. I understand guys say that we should be 6-3 and three and we had those two or three plays, but he wants to blame those guys that are trying to make a play at the end of the game. I'm like, man, we're dropping interceptions and mm-hmm. dropping touchdown passes, and you, everybody's going to be sitting on the sideline. Coach, you have to play. Hey, hey, Judge, you you in your 30s. Let's get you in the game. And like, I don't know. <laughs> Folks, we got a couple of more callers we want to get to at 201 Four five one three. Remember, there will be no Big Blue kickoff live on Thursday or Friday this week. Coach is giving the players off. Well, guess what? Uh, the broadcast department's giving us off as well. Call me. I'll do it. I'll be here. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, trust me, Howard. I would too. But they've <laughs> said you've got to take the time off. All right. So this is Wednesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. If you're listening on the archive, mm-hmm. understand that this will be our last program of the week. So we're until, trying to make it a good one. Until next Monday coming up. All right. We go back to line two. Mike from Brooklyn. You're next on the show. Brooklyn. Hello, Mike. Hey, Howard. Paul, hey. how you doing? Very Great. well. How are you? All right, I'm going to get off the phone quick. I just got two quick points. For all the impatient New York Giants fans out there, 
just think about the only franchise that has won a Super Bowl from the 80s until 2019. Every decade, we are the only NFL franchise that has won a Super Bowl from 80, 90, 2000, up to 2019. And we're going to do it again this decade, too, I'm pretty confident. Nice. So, hey, be, be a Jets fan. Hey, that's 50 years. <laughs> wow. You know that's what I mean? So, nice. <laughs> well, how about Buffalo going four years in a row and not winning one, and the Vikings having gone four Super Bowl appearances and not winning one? So, anyhow, for all the impatient Giants fans, be happy. Be, be grateful at least. God, you know. Oh, thank you. That's very and nice. The, yeah, and the second one, uh, I'm a I'm a Navy veteran, uh, 20 years. I just want to uh, wish all my uh, brothers and sisters out there happy Veterans Day. I know you guys aren't going to be on tomorrow, like you just said. And uh, the Giants have a rich uh, military um, history, Wellington Marist Service in sure. World War II. And Jack Lemmis with the Medal of Honor. Yes, sir. And, uh, and uh, you know, you guys, uh, I, I love what the, the franchise, how they support the military. So God bless you, all you veterans out there, and you, you too have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you as well. And thank you for your service, by the yes, way. Yes, sir. Well. Absolutely. Uh, and an outstanding mention of Veterans Day. I, I was remiss in uh, mm-hmm. not mentioning that earlier. Certainly was going to do it at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. um, in any event, Howard, one thing I, I will say, and I, I certainly do appreciate the tradition of this franchise, mm-hmm. it, it, it does kind of spoil you a little bit. You know, the 86 championship team, the mm-hmm. 90 championship team. Then you get the 07 and the 11 mm-hmm. for the next generation of fans. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking, well, you know, couldn't this happen a little more often? You've often said to me that when you went to the Super Bowl as a rookie mm-hmm. in 90, you thought that this was going to be a more common occurrence. Well, it doesn't work that way. I, I thought, like, the, my rookie year, we, 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 we win the East, and Flipper Anderson runs out of the end zone. I'm like, wait a minute, what, what, do we, what will we play next week? Like, no, it's over. You, you're, that's, mm. that's it. I'm like, wow, we're so good, though. Hopefully we'll be that good next year. Next year we go to, we win the Super Bowl. I'm like, right. Okay, what well, was be winning the East and going to the Super Bowl every year, and then it just didn't happen. Like you just own the team. Then, like in the, I was ten years a part of Super Bowl appearances. That people don't, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that have to go right. There's a lot of bounces of the ball that has to bounce right. Officials there's, calls. Yeah, oh my god, it, it, there's a lot of everything. But you know, just just for people that to to. Uh, and I understand they're fans, and fan is, is is short for fanatic. I understand it, but it's it's tough, and you're passionate about it, and you love it, and you know it, it it's great, and it's your team, <laughs> and it's you feel like it's you 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 own it, but do be do don't forget about all the good you've done. The problem is, is like what have you done for me lately? And that's the ESPN highlight view of the world. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. 201-939-4513. We do have a couple of lines open, mm-hmm. and we've got about 10 minutes to go on the program. We'll go to uh, Jason in New Haven, Connecticut. You're next on the show. Hello. Hello? Yes, hey, sir. What's Hi, Jason. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. How are you guys doing? Very good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. Um I just um, wanted to talk about this uh, last week's game. I know you got a whole bunch of callers waiting to get on, so I'll try to make it quick. Um, Paul, from from you being at practice and on, uh, you know, just watching the players, um, I think we're all seeing the Roche pickup on the waiver claim to be paying huge dividends. So far, um, yeah, so far. So, um, what have you seen in practice that you think has earned him? I mean, he's playing well in the games, but have you seen any growth since we? Had him on waivers, like I said, we the fans only see him on TV or at the game. Mm-hmm. But has he really been impressive in practice? And then I have a follow-up. Well, that. Jason, I'll give you my answer. Then I'd like Howard to respond because he watches him from the sideline on game day. I will tell you this: in watching some of the video of him when he was with the Miami Hurricanes, remember he first came out of Temple and then transferred down to Miami, and his production wasn't as good there when he stepped up in programs. But nonetheless, all right. There was a thought that he was going to be an edge rusher and a pass rusher and a finesse guy who had some good bend and could get to the quarterback. There was not a lot of talk about him being a power player or a guy who could play with strength and play the run. He did not have that reputation. And one of the things that I've noticed from him at practice and especially in the games 
is he plays with a lot of power. He is a strong linebacker. This guy takes people on. He's got a little nastiness about him on the field as well. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He gets in there and he scraps, mm -hmm. and he's got a good motor. And he's not just a finesse pass rusher who wants to turn the edge, although he did that against the Raiders on the final play mm -hmm. to seal the game. But this guy is an all-around complete linebacker. Howard, he has shown some really good flashes as a rookie, mm -hmm. and I think the arrows pointed up on him. I think he's only going to get better. Well, I think the first off, don't read your own press couplings, kid. That, that would be number one. Always work to get better, uh, uh, like I tell any player. Uh, number two, as watching him as a player, he does. He's getting stronger at the point of attack. He's, he's, he understands what's going on at the point of attack. He's learning to pick his spots where he does use that bend after just popping a guy a few times. Uh, and, and in big moments, he can actually get around the corner. Uh, I think that he plays a run really well. But, you know, usually a guy that doesn't have – that power, as they say, is not a run run stopper. He's he's doing good. You know, he got caught a couple times early on when he got in with the guy getting to his outside. Then all of a sudden, he's like, "Up! Oh, if I'm supposed to be set to the edge, I'll set the edge." And he, right, and right. he's and he's doing his job. And I think by doing your job, he's he's becoming better and better every week. And he's learning something every week. And the best part about guys is when they play like that, especially young guys, they get more and more confident. And they make more and more plays, and they want to be in more and more, and that's what you got. Right. With this kid. That's what you got with him right now. I think the biggest thing that you'd want to see in terms of an indication as to how well he's doing is that over the last month, his snaps have increased because mm -hmm. the coaching staff trusts him, yeah. and he has proven, and he has earned the yeah. fact that he's getting more time because he's getting the job done. And O'Shane Zimenez was scratched last week uh -huh. because they wanted to see more of Roche. Well, you, like I said, right. you got to set that edge to make sure the ball doesn't get outside of you when you're running. If you're going to be a pass rusher and you're coming off that's your lane, that means the ball stays inside of you. So I, I just I love the fact that he's playing with strength, Howard. Yeah. I just didn't expect to see that, and, and he's really yeah. showing it. He's doing a good job. Um, and just like I said, two more points. The Roche that going to that last play to me was the biggest play of the season so far. Colton Mill is probably, in my opinion, a top ten left tackle in the league. And the, that double arm swipe and bend around that corner was just—I mean, not to compare him to, but that move he put on Mill it just reminded me of OC and all those years he had them strip sacks and fumbles. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really awesome to see him uh, do that against. I think a stud left tackle, so I was glad to see that. Can I just um, add one forth. millisecond of a comment here? For yeah. every person that wants to fire darts at Dave Gettleman and says, oh, he missed on this guy, missed on that guy, what about a guy like Roche who he brought in? Mm. You know, him and the personnel department and the scouting staff said, you know what, all right, he was a sixth-round pick by the Steelers, he got cut, and the Giants grabbed him and said, we think there's something here. Well, you know, so how about well, giving them credit for this guy? Slow, yeah, but slow, but slow down. They probably had a high grade on him anyway, and they thought that they could get him probably in the sixth round, and the Steelers probably got him first. So that's kind of what that is. But like, it, the it, and the moment he got it became available, like, hey, by the way, remember that guy we liked? That's right. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they do. It's yeah. a, you know, sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss. Yeah, sometimes you get yeah, scout. Yeah. All right. um, two, more, two more points, and I'll, I'll get off the air. The what I loved in this last game, and like I said, I'm not comparing players. We all know Barkley is uh, athletically off the charts. I'm not comparing those two. But what I will say is, and I've said it before when I've called previous months, and I'm not going to go back to history, but when I said I don't necessarily would, you know, if I was a GM, I know I'm not, but if I was taking a running back high in the draft and I'm not singling Barkley, because there's been other people, but to me, you can find good running backs that you don't necessarily need to spend. And I get Barkley's a weapon. I do understand that. I know that. But to me, watching Booker and even Penny, which I was pleasantly surprised to see how hard and with authority Penny was running the ball, that to me is a running game I like. Five, six, seven yards. We don't need – I don't necessarily need my running back. If he breaks one, that's awesome. But I like to stay on target with, with the offense. Second and four is better than second and 11. And with the way our offensive line is running the uh, pass blocking, I'd rather see some advantages down. So um, I hope Barkley's kind of watching um, how they're kind of running. Because um, 
to me, sometimes he dances a little too much in the backfield. That's just my opinion for watching him. You guys see him more than I do. But the way Penny and Booker were just taking what was there, to me, was really good to see because you need to also help out your O-line. Also, it has to be a symbiotic relationship. And then my third point, if you guys can help me, has there been any words on Isaiah Wilson? I know we picked him up a few weeks ago. I know he's probably still learning the offense. I was actually a big, uh, big-time big fan of that pickup when we when – we, uh, sign him to the practice squad. And I just want to know, you know, what have you guys seen since you guys are in the building from him? As You know, is he taking snaps at any particular part on the line? Well, the last two he days, purchased- Jason, he's been doing one-on-one drills and uh, practicing and getting more into the flow of what they're trying to do. He had to go through a lot of conditioning. And then he right. had a bout with a stomach virus. And I stress, stomach yeah. virus, not the other kind. Okay, uh, so that set him back that's just a little bad. bit too. Like, uh, that's not fun, uh, obviously. And no. he's got a big stomach, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I can't believe you did that. But um, wow. but coach was asked about him today, and he said, "Look, he's coming along, but they have long-term plans for him. They think he's got some real upside and some potential. But as far as him playing this year." Uh, Coach said, look, if we need him and we have to put him in at some point, maybe that could happen. But they're looking more long-term with him. I will tell you, just looking at him, he's very big and strong and powerful and lumbering. I suspect he's going to be more of a guard for the Giants than he will be a tackle. A lumbering guard? A guard that can't pull? Well, here's the problem, Howard. I don't see him being able to handle the edge because he's just so slow with all of his movements. I think if you put him on the edge, it's going to be a problem. I haven't really seen him because I don't get to go outside Um, or get to watch. They won't let me out there. So uh, (laughs) I'll take take this last point off the air. As far as Wilson, um, when when I watched him at Georgia, because I actually was hiring him when he came out. Now things haven't gone his way in the league. He's he's definitely made some mistakes, and hopefully he's learning from those mistakes. I think he played right tackle well at Georgia in SEC, which is pretty much the NFL, you know, uh, G League. There's still a jump there. There is still a jump. It is. It is. Old Jolari would tell uh, you that if you had a chance to talk to him. He would tell you. Right, right. Yes, I'm sure sure it is for those guys. And then what are you guys wanting to see from the team in the second half of the the season? Um, I know we're probably a long shot to make the playoffs, so that's not even in my uh, thought process right now. But as far as you two gentlemen, what are you guys looking for as far as the second half of the season, since we have the bye week this week? What are you guys looking for? Is there anything particularly you guys are looking for? I'm continuing to look for that run game. I think that's our best bet of winning games at this point, and the way our offense is running is to run the ball. So what do you guys want to see uh, the second half of the season? And uh, I'll take it off the air. Thank you very much. All right, Jason. Thank you so much for the call. Real quick, Howard, in terms of Blackley, I think you and I probably agree there were three or four plays at least where the Giants running backs were caught in a one-on-one tackle where Barkley probably could have juked the guy and made an explosive play out of it. There were five plays. Okay, you went for five, and, that, and that's fine. The point is there was, a, there was at least a small so, handful. So, so, so I understand what he's saying, but when Barkley first came back, he had to get back into the system of running the ball you know, with, his, with the offensive line he had. And he had to learn to take dirty yards again. Once he starts taking dirty yards, all of a sudden Barkley starts to look more like Barkley. He's starting to move forward. He's going on. I hope it's not as big of an adjustment for him coming back the second time around. You know, and I hope that mentally he can like get right back into it right away. Because you know, when you got knee injuries and ankle injuries and all this stuff, you're hopping around and bouncing a little bit because you're trying to find your footing. It's <laughs> true. And you're trying to figure out. Because I remember when I hurt my knee. The first time I had to like be outside and catch a ball on the outside, I'm like, "Ooh, where is everybody? Where, where are they? <laughs> where, are they up high? Are they down low? Where are they at? I can't see them. I can't see them." So you know, you're like, "Okay, so you got You got to be ready for that." And as far as look, you know, and we kind of mentioned what we wanted to see, you know, for the second half of the season: you know, less turnovers, running the ball, guys getting super red healthy. Red zone. Uh, red zone was big for us. Um, you know, we want to see the defense to continue to grow and, and continue to play well, and that's those things like that. But as far as the Barkley versus the other backs, at this point, no offense to anyone, including the two backs that are playing. We're going to need Barkley just because the numbers are so thin. <laughs> like, like if we need him to be in there running the ball and take some pressure off the backs that we have now because uh, my, the, the running back 
room is a little quiet in there. There ain't that many people. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, Howard. I'll add very quickly, I'm very curious over the second half of the season how the pass rush continues to develop. Leonard Williams has come on strong. Ojolari has had some really nice flashes. And Roche looks like he's got the makings of something really good. And, and if these guys can continue to progress as a threesome, in particular as three guys who can get to the quarterback – that would that would make me feel pretty good going into the offseason. I'd also like to see Big D Big D get in there, Big Dexter. I want to see him become even more explosive because he's he's caused some havoc in these last two or three games, and I'd like to see especially little, the front of the pocket. Yeah, and I'd like to see him like in the next few games, like okay, guys coming off the edge. Oh, you've got this big dude in the middle. Like you know that that guy's still <laughs> coming too. So it, it'd be interesting to see if he can get something going. Howard, always fun. Always. All right, guys, we appreciate you for listening to Big Blue Kickoff Live. You can catch it as part of the Giants platforms everywhere. Of course, as uh, part of the Giants podcast network, go to Giants.com slash podcasts or your favorite app or podcast platform and download the program. Big Blue Kickoff Live is heard every weekday live from 1230 to 130 Eastern time in the afternoon, but it will not be heard tomorrow or Friday. That's Thursday or Friday of this week as we do take off. Everybody have a safe and healthy Veterans Day weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Yes, everyone. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service.